Should I pursue a full-time developer job or build a company around a full-stack app that I wrote? Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website, techinterview.guide, and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews, and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry, and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. I had a question in chat saying, I work for a screen printing shop. I developed a full stack shop management site to manage orders, production schedule. I really enjoyed building an app like this, but I don't know where to go from here. Do I start a business that focuses on building apps like this, or do I search for a full stack job? You could go either way. You could continue to build this up even while you stay at this present job and just say, hey, you know, I built out this application. I'm going to keep adding features to it. But keeping in mind that that application is very, very specific to your exact shop and how that shop works. Other print shops and, and screen printing and so on, they may work slightly differently. They may have different feature ideas and, and so on. Um, and so you could ask around and say, hey, we've got this application. Would you be interested in trying it as well? Get their, get their feedback. If, if nothing else, you'll make your own version of it better for your own print shop, even if they don't end up using it. Either way, you're going to be a better programmer because now you're learning to take feedback from users and implement that feedback as features, bug fixes, and, and so on. As far as do you, do you continue down this road where you want to make like a consultancy sort of business out of this and do this for other print shops? depending on your level of skill as a developer, you might be able to make this generic enough to do what we call white labeling, where you've got kind of like a core product and you're going to say like, hey, I'm going to go run this for Ian's print shop. And so Ian can put his own logo, his own color scheme, and you know customize some of the text and whatever so that when Ian loads the application, it says Ian's print shop instead of Devin's print shop software, you know, or whatever you call your, your consultancy sort of business from there. Um, and so you could go that route. That can get a little tricky as far as who actually owns the software. So you mentioned in chat that you work at, or you work for a screen printing shop. You didn't say you own the screen printing shop. And so technically as an employee, they may want to claim ownership of that software because you developed it uh, you know, so you're going to have to talk to them about, do they want ownership of this? Do they want copyright of this because you're an employee? Depending on when and how you developed this software, there are some states that protect your time developing side projects like this, uh, provided that it doesn't compete with what the business that hires you as an employee actually does. So like if you were on the side to go build another business doing screen printing, that would be a direct competition. The fact that it's a screen printing shop and you've gone and learned software development is a completely different thing. But you have developed software for the screen printing process and scheduling and, and so on. And so your company may want to claim ownership of that software. So you're going to have to talk to the company about, hey, is this something that I can own? And you'll literally need them to write a letter saying, we don't want any ownership of this. They'll probably need a lawyer or whatever to sign it. 
um, or or preview it and and say like yes we are um, I forget what the word is um, but basically disclaiming ownership saying we don't want any claim to this software of any kind it is entirely yours it is entirely your responsibility um, and at that point then it's up to you um, so if you have fully developed it on your own you may have the option to do that if you you know, in between print jobs at the shop, you were, you know, pulling out your laptop and working on it. They might claim that you're using their resources. You're on the clock for them. You're doing it during their work hours and things like that. They may want to claim ownership, especially if it's something that they see could be a value of licensing it out to other businesses and so on. But I think it's something that that you could talk to uh, the owners of the print shop about and see uh, see what they want to do. See whether this is something that you could pursue as a side business and say, hey, I want to keep working here. Like, I'm not just going to quit tomorrow and like work on this software full time. But um, you could definitely talk to them about like, hey, I want to keep working on this as part of my job. Could I spend like 10% of my time or 20% of my time? 10% of your time is like half a day a week. 20% of your time would be like a full work day every week if you're working full time hours. Um, and so you're going to have to have that conversation with them about how much time they want to allocate. And you're going to have to really provide them a sense of value. Like, what do they get out of this? You know, you're developing the software that they want to not claim ownership of. You know, why should they let you continue to work on it? Um, I mean, if they're really generous and they really like you, they might. But it's, it's a conversation you're going to need to have with them. Um, now, if it's something that you've completely built up and developed on your own time and you just took it to the shop and said, hey, I've been working on this side project. I'm learning development. Is this something we could use? And they say yes, and you start using it, then that's fine. Um, but you still need to have that conversation with them because some companies will say, even though you're off the clock, we still own everything that you invent. So you're going to have to look at your employment contract and figure out whether there's some sort of invention clause that anything you invent or create belongs to them unless they specifically write this disclaimer saying, we don't want ownership of this. So again, you're going to have to talk to them about, um, you know, what their expectation is and go from there. The other part of your question is, <clears throat> excuse me, should I do that full time or should I go get a full stack uh, developer job? <clears throat> that depends a lot on what you want to do with your career. Excuse me. It depends a lot on what you want to do with your career. If you want to be a full-time software developer, um, I would say having, having that one project is good. If you've got other projects, that's better. If you can come up with, um, um, like a, a whole portfolio of projects showing these fundamentals of, of, you know, scheduling and, and handling form data and storing form data and, and all that kind of stuff, which sounds like this application has some of, but in order to get a job, you're going to have to demonstrate more than one project. So, uh, I typically tell folks like, whichever company you're going to go apply for, you want to show them a project that they're going to care about. So any of the fundamentals or any of the technologies that they use that you can also show some kind of skill in is going to look good. Um, having this project that shows a lot of fundamentals of what you're building and, and uh, what you've been learning as a developer is good. Having some sort of passion project is also good. Now for you, that's kind of wrapping it all into one project, but a resume doesn't look very full if you only list, you know, a couple of skills in one project. So I would probably continue to build maybe a few other projects. They don't have to be huge. They don't have to be very complex. But if you can find companies where you would want to go work full time, if they have any sort of technology 
um, you know, whether they develop the technology or just a technology that they use that they list in a job post, go build a project in that technology or with that technology, and then put that at, as the very first project. So that one is going to really stand out to them and then list this one next and say, these are some other fundamentals that I've learned about form processing and database storage and dynamic things and scheduling conflicts and scheduling events and things like that. Um, those are actually pretty hard algorithms to try to work out. Like how do we, how do we schedule these things that, you know, work is getting done in the right order at the right time and so on. Those are all things that, that stand out really well as far as, uh, uh, you know, the algorithmic side. Now to be a full stack developer, you ha also have to have a pretty good understanding of user interface development and user experience or what we call UI and UX and how, how aesthetically pleasing is that application. If you're like me, you're really good at algorithmic thinking and really good at things like databases and so on, but not very good at the front-end design, like working on CSS and so on is it not as intuitive for me. But, um, you know, for some people, like they, they have like the creative half and the logical half of their brain, like pretty in sync, and they're able to do a bit of both. Um, for me, I'm more on the logic side than I am on the creative side. Um, and so... If you want to do a full stack developer job, then this project sounds like it's a good full stack uh, sort of project to work on. The other, um, the other aspect then is how do you want to showcase those other skills? How do you want to focus on just the front end side of it and what you can do from a user experience point of view as well? Um, and the user asked in chat, is there somewhere I can send you screenshots of the project? Yeah, you can drop some links in, in chat. We'll, uh, we'll pull them up here and take a look at. Um, so those would, be, those would be some of the things that, that I would sort of mention there is uh, like what would, what would those projects be? So typically on a tech resume, I would, I would generally want to see like three projects. And any company that you apply to, you want those projects to be really relevant to that company. Hey, thanks for the follow. Um, you, can, you can put you know, just random projects on a resume. But what's going to really stand out to me as a hiring manager is showing me projects that I'm going to care about. Um, and so I think that those, like having having a, sort of a variety of projects is going to help you make a resume stand out to different companies where, you know, if it's another print shop, put that project first. That's going to be really relevant to what they do. If it's another company that does things like scheduling of events and handling schedule conflicts and things like that, um, like if you want to go work at a company like, say, Calendly, uh, which is a calendar scheduling uh, type of, of software application, um, that would be a highly relevant thing to highlight to them. You know, and so you can put that res that project on your resume as the first project and then highlight in the bullet points, like handle scheduling conflicts and, and scheduling of work to happen in a particular order. Like those kinds of things will really stand out to that company. If it's a company that doesn't do anything about calendars and anything about, you know, scheduling of events, that bullet point isn't going to be as meaningful to them. Any developer looking at that is going to go, that's a hard sort of algorithm. It's a hard problem to solve. To them, it'll be more impressive, but maybe to the hiring manager, they're not going to have that understanding. Some recruiters are not going to be technical, and so they're not going to have a good understanding of why that stands out and why that's important. Um, and so you want things to really catch their attention around like the impact of what you built and why you built it and why it's going to matter to them as they're reading over that resume. So as far as the split of do you work on that project full-time, do you get into like a full-time job? I mean, the other benefit there 
is if you go get a full-time job, if you're, if you're based in a, a country where you need to pay for your own health benefits like the United States, getting a full-time job, you get all that taken care of. You get your taxes taken out of your paycheck and you get health benefits and things like that. If you go the freelancer route, you've got to reserve part of your income to pay taxes. You've got to pay for your own benefits and you don't get time off. So there are pros and cons to being a solo developer freelancer. There are also pros and cons to being an employee. You're doing what somebody else tells you to do, but there are benefits as well. Um, so it, it really varies uh, a little bit. Let's go take a look at some of these screenshots here and let's see what we got. I'm just going to switch my screen over here a little bit and I'll drop some of these links in the description below for anybody listening to the podcast audio later. Um, all right, so let's take a look at this. So lots of cool colors on here. Um, you've got like scheduled stuff in here, quantities, um, lots of information in here, estimated time, due dates. Yeah, these are all these are all good to have. You know, being able to order things by the due date is going to be really important. Um, artwork, no artwork, no artwork or goods, no art with goods, art with no goods, and so on. Yeah. I mean, overall, the, the UI seems intuitive enough. We I like how you've kind of built out these tabs here, like what's overdue, what's been completed, what's due this week, what's due next week, what's off in the future, you know, and then breaking it down Monday to Friday kind of thing. I like it. Yeah, this is great. I'm curious about the uh, the tech stack that you used to uh, to build all this up. But yeah, it looks uh, looks like a good one for sure. Thanks for checking that out. I hope that you found it helpful. I always appreciate feedback, so please let me know what you think. I appreciate any subscriptions, so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well. Check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when I'm live streaming and all of my free content. Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.